Welcome to Market Week in Review for the week ending July 23, 2021. I'm your host, Laura Bartowick, and today I'm joined by Senior Portfolio Manager of U.S. Equities, Megan Roach. Good morning, Megan. How's it going so far today? Good morning. Very good. Thank you. Great. So, Megan, the three stories I was hoping that we could touch on this week are economic data releases, updates around this current 2Q earnings season, and finally, Russell Investments Outlook. And if all of that sounds good to you, if we could go ahead and get started um, with any highlights relevant to economic data releases for the week. Sure. It was a relatively light data week, um, but what was released, at least on the surface, probably raised a little bit of concerns. Um, one of the main ones was a jump in the initial jobless claims above both last week's report, as well as consensus forecasts. But if you look into the details, you'll see that the increase in unemployment was really concentrated in just a few states like Michigan, Kentucky, and Texas, where regularly scheduled summer break in auto manufacturing for facility retooling is what caused most of the increase. So in over 30 other states, new claims actually fell, and the number of continuing claims has also been in steady decline, as most businesses are actually looking to rehire workers this summer. Um, the other one we had was flash PMIs that were released this morning, and that provides an early estimate of private sector business activity in July, and that showed mixed results. Manufacturing activity beat expectations in the Eurozone and U.S., but notably declined in the U.K. And then on the services side, activity was weaker in both the U.S. and U.K., but better in the Eurozone. So overall, I would say this set of reports for July indicates that the Eurozone is on the strongest footing. And what we're likely seeing are the effects of the surge in the Delta variant infections in the weaker U.K. data. So hopping back over to U.S., information. Um, you know, we're in the second week of the 2Q earnings season. How's it going so far? Yeah, by the end of today, we will have had about 100 of the S&P 500 companies uh, reporting second quarter results. Expectations for year-on-year -year growth this quarter are very high, with consensus forecasting revenue growth of over 20% and earnings growth of nearly 70%. Um, so far, there have the results have been pretty impressive. 85% of companies have beat their expectations by a margin of about 18%. So that's a really encouraging sign that the economic recovery and above-trend growth that we saw in the first quarter is continuing this quarter and likely will through the remainder of the year. Um, underneath those high-level numbers, those are often quoted just for U.S. large-cap companies, there are some broader themes that we're seeing for earnings growth, which would be value-beating growth, uh, small cap over large cap, and Europe over the U.S. On the value versus growth side, we are seeing a real ramp in earnings growth for value stocks, and they're expected to substantially outpace the earnings growth of growth stocks by a factor of over two to one this quarter. And we think this is something that's likely to persist for the remainder of this year, driven by the much higher growth rates in the more pro-cyclical value sectors like energy, materials, and financials. On the small cap, large cap side, that's also a pro-cyclical theme. Um, small cap companies are expected to grow on average over 200% for year-over-year -year growth this quarter. Um, but I will say small caps haven't really started a lot of their reporting yet. So it's probably too early to say whether they'll live up uh, to that high of a target. And then finally, projections for Europe um, are also outpacing the U.S. for the second quarter at 84% versus what I mentioned the U.S. is 70%. And even within a subset of the most global-oriented uh, S&P 500 companies, we're seeing about an 86% growth rate this so far this quarter. 
So all in all, I would say things are off to a great start. Those are all really big numbers. Um, and they do certainly help reinforce the market's strong rally over the past 12 months. Um, but investors will continue to scrutinize these results, especially next week, um, which is the peak reporting period for the U.S. And we'll have 176 companies providing their results, as well as their guidance for the rest of 2021. Well, given all this news and everything else going on right now, uh, I'd just be curious about the market's reaction to all of this. Anything you can highlight? Yeah. Based on earnings season, you'd think things would have been all roses uh, this week. But Monday actually started off pretty rough. Um, the 10-year Treasury yield dropped below 1.2% for the first time in five months. Oil dropped below $70 per barrel. And global equity markets declined about 2%. And the primary driver of this kind of risk off start to the week um, is mostly tied to the news of the Delta variant, making investors nervous about the reopening and recovery around the world being derailed. And then at the same time, we had an announcement from OPEC on an agreement to boost supply. And that struck markets at kind of a bad time, given concerns that rising infections could hamper global oil demand. But as the week has progressed, earnings results have given plenty of confidence in the recovery. Um, we also had central bank figures in the U.S., as well as the European Central Bank, the ECB's announcement that all gave indications that the accommodative monetary policy isn't going to be taken away prematurely. So we look to be ending the week actually with yields, oil and equity markets having bounced right back to where they were when we left off last week. Great. Well, you know, we just talked about market reaction. What about Russell Investments Outlook? Yeah. Yeah. From an investment perspective, we don't believe that the increase in infections from the Delta variant is a cycle changing event, especially in developed markets like the U.S. and U.K., where vaccines have proven highly effective at keeping hospitalizations and death rates low. So as this linkage between infections and macroeconomic outcomes has weakened, we believe we're still on track for above-trend growth that can support current market valuations. Um, that said, as our viewers have surely witnessed, market sentiment can be volatile over short horizons. So as investors struggle with things like the uneven decline in COVID rates and unemployment statistics or inflation, some volatility is to be expected. But overall, we would continue to characterize the coming months as a favorable environment for risk assets, given the globally accommodative monetary policy and this robust corporate growth fundamentals that we've seen reported so far this quarter. Well, that's a great positive note to end on. Um, that's all the time we have for today. So Megan, thank you so much for joining us. And thank you all for joining us as well. We hope you have a great week and we hope to see you in a week for next time. <music>